So welcome, this is Nuggets of Wisdom episode number four. And I'm so pleased today because finally, and after four episodes, we have finally have a woman to share a bit of a different energy because it's everyone has wisdom and we all have a different path in life. And I want to hear about everyone's wisdom. Excellent. So today we have Sherry Rosenthal. And the reason I wanted to have her is, and I, I was thinking about that, it's like these glowing or presence, peaceful presence. It's, it feels like an aura glowing, but at the same time, not making an effort. So she's has a long life journey as everyone, starting during, as a surgeon, yes. teaching the four agreements with and following Don Miguel and then now helping other people hosting their own retreats and hosting herself her retreats. But as you know, following this is not, this podcast is not about having people's resume on tape. It's more about what people have learned along the journey that we call life so that other people can learn from it and maybe go a bit faster or a bit more at peace while they progress. So thank you very much for accepting this invitation. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to be part of your podcast. And mm. I think what you're doing is really important. It's something people really need today. The world is, is very stressful. Mm. And uh, this is very important information. So thank you for having me. Thank you. And I hope you will get as much value out of it as I think we will from this conversation. Absolutely. So, as I was sharing earlier, you started as a surgeon. Probably that's not the first episode of your life, but then you've decided to slightly change. And I wanted to have you share with me, with us, mm -hmm. a bit of what triggered that shift and what happened then. Mm -hmm. Well, I never wanted to be a doctor in the first place. Okay. So I have to be very clear about that. I was following my parents' wishes, which a lot of people do. They feel a lot of pressure in life from those outside of themselves. And so I did what I was supposed to do. I became a doctor and I did very well. I practiced for 18 years and I was done. Done because I had two unhappy marriages and I was unhappy in my career. And at the time, I thought the problem was external to me. And at the same time, I knew I had to do something. So I actually put my practice up for sale. I said, the hell with everything. I was running a surgical residency program. The medical community thought I was insane. My mother thought I would become a bad person. My sister didn't talk to me for a year. And um, in, in spite of all that, I just said goodbye. And I went on the road for a year and a half, basically. And during that time, I did my very first retreat with Don Miguel Ruiz, who many of you have probably read the book, The Four Agreements. And that one retreat changed my life. Not because everything was fixed, mm -hmm. which is impossible to do in like a five or 10 day retreat. The most profound aspect of that retreat was realizing there was only one problem in my life. And that was me mm. and the way that I chose to see the world and think about it. 
And so I went on a journey of studying with Don Miguel for eight years. Two of those years, I actually ran his business, so it was a privilege to be with him all of the time. I have to say I cried probably most of the time the first two years. When you're in the presence of someone that keeps reflecting back to you everything that you're saying that is not impeccable with your word, <laughs> it can be very upsetting. So um, <laughs> it, it was an adventure. So during that eight years, I, I started teaching the Four Agreements. I wrote three books. Uh, two of them are still on Amazon and, and, and doing well. And um, yeah, I did that for about 10 years. And then after that, I decided I was so passionate about retreats. I wanted to help retreat leaders uh, be able to create and price and promote and monetize their retreats more effectively mm -hmm. because so many of them don't fill and they're such amazing people and they have so much to share and so much to help and if their retreats don't work out they can't live what they're meant to live and share what they're meant to live. So. That's the purpose of that. <laughs> so that's the journey of that time. Mm. So one thing that you said and that highly resonated with me was the painful part of the process. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and you know, like, because it was, I think, very painful to quit everything and against everyone's advice. Yes. Going through it for a whole year and committing and then you were talking also about these two years with Don Miguel Ruiz. The so, first two years. Yeah. So what do you, would you want to share about these painful, it's, it, I, I don't know if that's a word you use, but it seemed like a bit like not easy or uneasy. What would you share about that? Well, I think really looking honestly at yourself can be quite painful. Mm. It's much easier for, for us to project out on others, to say, he did this, she did that, they're my problem. If, if they changed, everything would be okay. Except it doesn't work that way because at least I believe we create our reality, it originates from us. So we need to be the action so everyone can be the reaction. If you make mm. everyone else the action, you're making yourself the reaction and you're mm. victimizing yourself. And I spent my life being basically a victim and having that perspective, and I no longer choose to be a victim in my life. Yeah, That's you, challenging. <laughs> <laughs> well, society, especially, you know, I come from the States, and it's a lot of victim mentality there. So it's just something I no longer choose to subscribe to. And when you no longer choose to subscribe to that, it does make things a little more difficult because the result of that is you're taking absolute responsibility for your life but I find that very empowering and exciting because I, I have that little bit of control freakism in me <laughs> and so if, if I can whatever I can be in control of to the best of my ability yet letting go of expectations if things don't work out the way I want them to I think that's the best way to live one's life. I think like I first time I hear it phrased like that, but I find it beautiful being the action versus reaction or, you know, and we were talking about that earlier with Daniel, who you have met also and becoming a, a playing character, the center character of your own movie. 
Exactly. And but, and that's mm. the whole key. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what one thing that I heard or and there was underlying that is the amount of responsibility that comes with it. <laughs> yes, absolutely. How heavy is that? I think you start to enjoy it and it's not heavy at all. I think it's heavier to be carrying that victim energy mm. and not forgiving people in your life and mm. carrying those burdens than it is to go for your personal freedom. Mm. Yeah. That feels as light as a feather. If you ask most people, like if you took their heart and weighed it on a scale, and you put a feather on the other side, how many people would just, the, the heart would just go down? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel that one thing you said, and it's also obviously I come with my personal experience, mm. what makes it heavy is acknowledging the weight that you've been carrying for a while, and you've been like, you've grown used to your shackles and burdens and that, and I think I, I also experience going on the other side when you like, feel like now that I see them, I can remove them. Mm -hmm. But the moment you pay attention to them, like, it's like these, uh, you know, when you're a kitchen and they have these uh, things that take the odd hair or the, uh, the steam out <laughs> and it's like... A vent. Yeah. And it's constant and you don't pay attention to it. But once it stops, you're like... So what was, if you, you can don't ask mind, me anything. if you don't mind sharing, what was, for example, one of these vans, you know, these burdens, constant noises that you started, as soon as you started to say, actually, I'm the actor, I'll take responsibility, say, whoa, that's heavy. Mm -hmm. It's been on my shoulders for a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the m more profound changes I made in my life was with my relationship with my mother. I had a quite a traumatic childhood and I was very angry at my mother, like hated her. And that was something I felt that it was very, very important to heal and let go of and really see the truth of the story I was telling myself or better said, non-truth of Ooh. the story I was telling myself. And so in the Toltec tradition, which is what Don Miguel teaches, you do a recapitulation of your life. You go through every story and you change it from a point of view to the truth. And when I was able to see the truth of what happened, I was able to forgive my mother. <clears throat> Unfortunately, on my side, I, I had so many years with my mother of a certain kind of communication that I needed to break those channels of communication and start a new clean channel of communication based on love and respect rather than blaming and shaming. How did you do that? Oh my God. <laughs> it was probably one of the more difficult things I've done, more difficult any day than sur you know, surgical training or anything because you're so used to behaving a certain way with people, it's automatic, automatic, mm. automatic. And so what would happen is my mother would try to engage me 
and I would be just about to open my mouth and play that role in her movie, her, you know, drama of the ungrateful daughter, mm. when I said, no, now I'm going to be the action. And instead, I would change the communication and say, mom, obviously something's bothering you. How can I help? And it took exactly one year of repetitively doing that to break that channel and start a new one. And now my mother and I get along like, Ooh. I don't know, hot strudel and ice cream. <laughs> so, I have goosebumps. Yeah, and it's, it's probably the, the best thing I've done in my life because I know when she dies that she'll be complete with me. She still hasn't forgiven herself for my childhood. She thinks that the reason I've been unhappy, unhappy in my life, like changing careers and all that, is because of her. And it, it really isn't. You know? Or it's maybe thanks to her. So <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know? it's... Maybe it, you would not be, we would not be having this conversation otherwise. Probably. So that's on her side and it might take another lifetime to get through that but i know on my side our channel is clean and clear and healed and i i feel that's one of the biggest accomplishments i've had in my life and my mother sees it it's really funny if you ask her she says oh i'm so happy that miguel fixed her <laughs> <laughs> she loves him she thinks he fixed me but you know, that obviously that's not what happened, but um, if she chooses to see it that way, I'm happy to let yeah. him take the, the kudos for that fixing. So yeah. it's all good. She's happy now. Mm. And at 80 years old, you know, who knows how long she'll be around. And I know she'll, she'll be at peace when she goes. That's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, that's something if you have to take one nugget of wisdom, <laughs> that's, a, that's not a nugget, that's the whole break of... Well, every time oh. you heal a relationship mm. like that, like a prime relationship with a mother or a father, what happens is all your other relationships change. Mm. Because, you know, we're always seeing every relationship through the unhealed relationships. And when you heal all those relationships, you can have truly healthy... Um, impeccable relationships with the people in your life, whether they're personal, personal relationships or work, interactions, whatever they may be. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> that's very powerful. But I think for me what's stood out and probably my take on the language thing, you know, my mother is Argentinian. When uh -huh. I was young, she was speaking Spanish to me, but because my father did not understand, she moved to French. And then it took years to be able to speak Spanish with her again. And, it, and I know it, it's much more shallow than speaking the language of love, but for me it's exactly the same process. It's like when you created this channel that is like the highway mm -hmm. to the communication, shifting to another language takes repeated effort to say, you know, I'm committing to speaking that other language and I wanted to... It started when I went to Argentina and I started speaking Spanish to her again. Mm -hmm. And now we're like shifting from one language to the other without paying attention. And that's what I was thinking because I've done that with many people, my girlfriend too, shifting the language. 
and now you put that thing on perspective with like what I would call the language of love mm -hmm. <laughs> and change, you know, oh, you want to la speak the language of hatred or blame, cool, but I'll speak love back to you. Mm -hmm. And eventually... you are the action, mm -hmm. if you want to be. Or you could be the reaction. Yes, and then eventually, because you start playing that note yeah. on the keyboard, eventually people end up resonating. You know, if you stick to playing the note and not being yourself, being harmonized by something you don't want, wow, that's... Very powerful. Because mm? I'm happy with the relationship I have with my parents, but you know, could always be improved and go deeper sure. into open love. Yeah, know? absolutely. Unconditional. Okay, I want just, again, I'm conscious of time, but I want, before we wrap things up, I also want to have your side on why you, you know, you went from teaching directly to helping others teach or that's my word on your work. Why and how did that shift happen? You mean from teaching the four agreements to helping retreat leaders with retreats? Exactly. Okay, so after doing the four agreements and teaching and you know for me it's always a challenge to be all I can be in my life and, and discovering what that is. So after I had taught the Four Agreements for 10 years and I challenged myself to write a few books because I believed I couldn't write. Mm. And Don Miguel said, you can write. I want you to publish a book. <laughs> so I published three books and, <laughs> and um, I was done with that. You know when you feel complete? Mm. Like you've done your purpose in this and now the energy is shifting and the universe is telling you to go and do something else mm. and so I don't know one morning I just woke up I had been thinking about it for actually a couple of years and I just kept asking for clarity and then one morning I woke up and I said oh my gosh I've had my travel agency f since 2003 and this is what I've been helping people do on that side of the business while I was teaching the four agreements and I, can, I know all the problems they're having. I, I know they're having trouble filling their retreats and creating a great sales page for their retreat that really shares all the value and transformation they can share. So I, I switched to that and it was successful from the start and I really enjoy it. I help thousands and thousands of people and I just... Um, but the scale of mm. help that I can do through this online business is, is like amazing to me. Mm. You know, like before when I was in practice, I'd see 20 some odd people a day. And when I was doing the four agreements, it, w it was more. But now it's thousands of people. And I, I, I get very excited to be able to help so many people in that way it's very fulfilling yeah and so it, you're leveraging you know yes. you're helping people that yes. help people yes more directly because yes I believe that if you help one person obviously the way they shift is helping yes but when you're talking to retreat leaders yes transformational retreat leaders Okay, so, yeah. That. Right? We're all in the business of transformation. And so, yes, it's extremely powerful and rewarding. And uh, 
the four agreements is behind it all the time because I'm always adding that mindset in there because people are saying, oh, I can't charge this for my retreat, it's too much, and I can see they're not valuing what they're bringing to the table and they don't know how to do that. And there's all different aspects, you know, will, will it fill, will anyone listen to me, am I good enough, do I have something really to share, blah, blah, blah. So. I get to add the four agreements in there, but I get to do something that's uniquely me. And that's very much on purpose. And, and also it, very concrete. You know. Yes, and it allows me to take all that I am and put it in all that I do. And I think that's very critical for people to do mm -hmm. in their life. I think that's, that's the life journey I am on, is like trying to find out completely who I am yes. to serve, exactly. to become We're a channel of right. a conversion. That's, so that's serving. beautiful. And I'm sure it will keep on evolving in there. Like, yes. And it's, it's a never ending process. It's a refining process. Exactly. Why would you give advice to people like me that facilitate retreats, but maybe struggle getting people on board? Or maybe it's not necessarily with that. It's like you probably know better what are the most common problems in that industry? Mm -hmm. What would be your thing for people that want to impact others? Um, I happen to love retreats as a way to work with people because mm. it's very intimate and mm. um, it allows people to take a couple of days to feel comfortable enough to unfold whatever needs to unfold. So that's why I love retreats. As far as the retreat leaders though, um, because they are so heart-centered and often very focused in their uh, spiritual path. <laughs> They're not especially grounded on the business side. And I see it like an infinity loop. And it's like they're on one side of the loop, like one side is their spiritual path and one side is their path in the dream, grounded in business. And they need to be not out here. They need to be right in the middle of that infinity loop where th there's a balance. And they're taking the transformational work and they can ground it in practical activities. Because mm. a lot of them will say, oh, I don't like doing online. And I don't like to market online. And I don't like doing videos. It scares me. And I, I, I don't know how to use my autoresponder. And I'm like, you're just, it's one big victim. You, you know, and, and no, the dream is there. Everything in the dream is there to serve you, not be victimized by it. So I, I, I feel it's very, very important for people to get over them stuff, their selves in that way, because it's selfishness in the highest level. If you're letting anything on this side of that infinity loop stop you from expressing this side, that's selfishness. It's all bull. It's, so, all, it's yeah. all about who I am and not optimizing how can I serve you. Exactly. It's not about service. It's, oh, I'm scared of this and I don't like this and I feel like I should mm. only do what I love in life. Well, whatever you love in life also has a technical component <laughs> in all likelihood in today's world. And you have to get over yourself yeah. and just do it. Yeah, to balance yourself. Yeah. So those two sides help you create what you want in the dream. And I'll take that with me, <laughs> just yes. a, as a repetition of like, listen to that. So if it's useful to me, so it's really. Well, you you know what it is, Sebastian. 
I'll leave you with this last one image. If you imagine all seven point whatever it is billion people sitting in a circle and they're all projecting how they feel emotionally, all the pain and suffering or all the transformation and happiness and they're all projecting that. They have like little projectors on their forehead and they're projecting to the center. That 3D hologram that's being formed from that, all of those projections is what I call the dream of the planet. And the only way that you can change that is by changing the projector. So we need to get over our shit and heal so that we're clean projections of love. And each person that changes that will change that hologram. And I know we try to change the hologram, but you can't really change the world like that. Yes, you could donate money. I donate money. My business does it. But the very, very, very best way to change the world and change the dream is change the projector. It's not about anyone else. It's being in charge of the projector. So. It's so... I'm like, ah magical that you say that first i don't know if you're familiar with human design but i'm a projector oh <laughs> second no i had no idea so. but do you know human design it's uh, something about personality type based on astrology okay. and you have different ah. personality type i'm okay. a projector got it so it's like i need the inv invitation to project okay got and it. another thing is my big vision everything i describe is bringing the world from this to that, from where a lot of people think they are part of the audience and a few people are actors, mm -hmm. to the circle where we are all in harmony, mm -hmm. sharing our voice. I tend to think in sounds, mm -hmm. but it's the same idea. It's like we need to shine our unique perspective. That's what I. That's what I. How I summarize the meaning of life. Mm -hmm. And the way you said it, like okay. It's another way of phrasing it, but I feel yeah. like we say, see the same thing. Exactly. So it's very, very mind-blowing and a good reminder mm. to hear it from someone else mm -hmm. and not being the one saying it. Thank you. I feel less crazy. You're not crazy, Sebastian. <laughs> and the, it's okay. And to wrap things up, I always want people to sh choose from what you've been sharing or something else, but one nugget of wisdom. If like you were to leave tomorrow from this plane and you say, that's my present to the world. This is the nugget of wisdom and it can be something that is very important for you now. Or it can be some, the thing that created this shift in you, but it's this nugget of wisdom sure. I'm going to share. Okay, my main nugget of wisdom and something that helps me every single day of my life is never believe yourself. Whatever you're thinking, it's not you, it's a program. Mm. Always believe your gut and your heart, not the internal dialogue. It is not the truth. It's just a voice of knowledge. It, it's a program. It's not who you are. Whenever I hear something that says, Sherry, you can't do that or you shouldn't do that, <laughs> I say to that voice, thank you for sharing, but I'm going to do this anyways. Thank you. Thank you very much. You are very welcome. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Sherry. This was Nuggets mm -hmm. of Wisdom, episode four. Thank you for watching. 
you know the drill, share, like, comment, but more importantly, take these nuggets of wisdom that have been shared with you and implement them so that you can contribute to serve others exactly. with projecting this hologram and affecting the hologram that is created in the center yes. through the way you see the world. Thank you very much and see you soon. Thank, Thank you. you.